Welcome to Blog Sheep Rebranded with your host, Rick Sherwood, with insights that come from his years as a psychotherapist and his many life experiences. Rick discusses today's issues and how they can affect our mental well-being. Nothing is off limits. Do you have something that you want to hear his take on? Find us on Facebook with Black Sheep Rebranded. Email us, Rebecca at rstherapygroup.com or Rick at rstherapygroup.com or visit our website at blacksheeprebranded.ca. I don't know about you, but I can't wait to hear what he talks about today. Good Thursday morning, folks. Welcome to December 21st. Welcome to the few days right before Christmas. Hopefully everyone's got their Christmas shopping done. And uh, hopefully everyone's been having themselves a good week and are leading into a long weekend of having some time off. In the background, you will hear the beginning of a symphony. You will hear a symphony that you're going to be saying, what is it that they are playing? And I'm going to tell you right off the bat, it's Wind of Change by the Scorpions. And the Scorpions are actually on this stage as well. Uh, their half-naked drummer is back there. Their symphony is in tuxedos. And then you have, um, you know, the bass guitarist, you know, with his shirt undone and, and a whole bunch of other, you know, typical what needs to be a rock scene on stage with this complete string uh, orchestra. And it's quite quite beautiful the video and so if you want to watch this video scorpions wind of change moment of glory and we wanted to use a song here that you know when we get into the words uh, again you know this this preamble please listen to it, it, it it's beautiful but when we get into the words i want you to think about the the words right the third Gorky Park. Gorky Park's actually a, a park in Moscow. Um, the Scorpions actually rewritten, rewrote uh, part of the song uh, in 2022 in protest to uh, to Russia because they didn't want to sound like they were uh, gl glamorizing or in any other way, you know, bolstering uh, Russia's position. But the words. And there, you're now starting to hear what most people would put with Wind of Change by the Scorpions. This is Christmas, folks. Not because of this song, but because of the patterns. Okay, so the change that they are actually singing about is the change that occurred within uh, the collapse of, it was Perestroika, the, the collapse of the Soviet Union as we knew it with the, the rebirth of Russia as we know it today. And so they wrote this song about this beautiful parkland in Moscow. And this beautiful parkland had been in existence since the 1800s. 
where again, it, you know, it was it was turned into a a place for society. It turned into a place for people to gather. And again, this isn't unlike Christmas, people. Like seriously, we take parklands and we do all kinds of beautiful things with it, and we we put up our lights and we do all the the things that we can. But the beautiful thing is about this song is that wind of change. You know, to stand there and to know that something is happening and, and things are changing. And that is what Christmas is. It, it is an annual wind of change. An annual wind of hope. An annual wind of a season that is, is evolving. Now here's where the irony comes in when it comes to mental health, when it comes to us as individuals, and, and certainly the black sheep among us, and me included. Uh, we look around at those family gatherings and we, we look at the wind of change and we go, oh, hell no. This is just going to be like last year. Uncle so-and-so is going to have the whatever joke and aunt so-and-so is going to have the whatever question and my sister-in-law is going to, you know, ask questions and ignore me while I'm answering her questions. And, and so... We have, all of us have, these family stories. And as a therapist, I hear these stories. And coming into Christmas, I hear more and more and more and more of these stories. And as I hear them, I am faced with people who then call up and they I need I need to talk. I need to talk really quickly because this happened and that happened and I don't know how I'm going to do. And it's all around family, people. It's all around what we know is going to happen, and yet somehow we think this wind of change is going to take hold. <sighs> oh my gosh. I wish. I truly, truly wish that that was going to happen. But it doesn't. You know what happens? We have the exact same things. And so... This whole podcast came out of one conversation that I had with one lady this week. And I promised her, I said, Thursday's podcast is going to be about you, about your family, about me, about my family. And so, so I'm going to tell you all a story. And this is an honest, God, true story. A number of years ago, Sherry and I, we, we jumped on a plane and we flew out to California. And um, when we were going through U.S. Customs in, in Toronto... To fly out and, and, you know, what are you going for? What about this? What about that? And we told him, you know, driving out, going to fly out there to drive my aunt home. Uh, and then she's going to be here for a couple weeks and jump back in the same vehicle and head her back out west. And, uh, you know, it'll be a four-day trip likely each way. And, we you know, we'll just do what we can do and, and uh, make the best of it. Well, let me tell you. Oh, my word. So I'm taking, you know, my serious approach that I always take to going through customs. And, and I'm telling the customs guy, you know, hey, if you want to borrow me from your country, you want to do whatever, please go ahead. At least it wasn't me who was saying I didn't want to do this. It's not that I didn't want to do it. But again, you know what? It is a lot of investment in time and energy. And 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 I really, truly, I, I love my aunt uh, very dearly. And so, you know. That's what we did. Any other customs agent, when I asked him for a cavity search, I asked him for anything. Yes, indeed. I said, hey, you know, if you wanted to make me late for the flight, whatever. Again, I'm kidding. It's, it, it's all in jest because I truly do want to go. I truly do want to help. 
But again, at the same time, let, let's make joke out of the ludicrous reality of life, which is, again, to, to fly out to California, to turn around and get in a car with three dogs, an 80-some-year-old woman, a 90-some-year-old man, Sherry, and myself in a RAV4. And let's book her across the country. And so that whole trip, again, I have zero regret because my aunt said to me, she said, I want to see my sisters one more time before I die. And nobody else was willing to do the drive for her. And she didn't want to fly because of the dogs. And she wanted Ed to come and she wanted this to happen. She wanted all these things to happen. And I was like, hey, no, no problem, man. I, I'm there for you. I, we got this one. And so the irony, the, the, the thing about that is that after that entire uh, experience occurred, I was sitting one day and, and we're talking away about, you know, all the things going on in the world. And it was, it was a Christmas gathering. And I got a brother-in-law and he says to me, he says, oh man, you're a better man than me. And I looked at him. I, I've known this guy a long time. He's been married to my sister for a long, long time. I went to school with his sister. His sister's a year younger than me. I have known this family for ages and ages and ages. And he says to me, he says, oh man. He says, ah, I, I would never do that. And I looked at him and I said, ah, come on. I know you would for somebody. And he said, no. He said, no, I'm not near as nice a guy as you might think I am. And I'm like, mm, but you know what? Uh, I'm sure you'd do it for your sister. I, I'm sure you'd do it for somebody. And he looks at me and he says to me, he says, you know, well, I wouldn't do it for you because I don't like you that much. And I didn't even miss a beat because I'm like, I already knew that. Like, y'all think I'm stupid? Like, seriously, I already knew that I wasn't a favorite, and that's fine. That was the irony, is I was fine with me going, mm, I'm all right with this. Now, if we back up in history about 10, 15 years earlier, when, again, I still wasn't a favorite, and I was, he asked me to do him a favor, trucking-related, and I said, nah, can't, won't. Ain't going to happen. Sorry. Don't go that way. And a few days later, I went literally right past exactly where he asked me if I went trucking. And I was just like, no, because again, I knew that I wasn't a favorite. And this is the irony about life and about Christmas and about my conversation with this lady, because this lady was like, but I, I, these people drive me nuts and this person and this person, this person. And I said, there's 8 billion people on the planet. There's going to be a few of them that aren't going to like you. There's going to be a few that know you and do like you. And then there's going to be an awful lot of people who haven't got a clue who you are. Why are you worried about this? And I said, when you find yourself in a room, why not just celebrate the people that do like you? And who cares about the other people? Because again, whether they're talking to you or not, who cares? And she was really struggling, truly struggling with that concept of, does it really matter? Well, if I have a choice, why would I go hang around a bunch of people who don't like me, who, who aren't interested in, in embracing, you know, any type of conversation with me? Fair enough. Why would we do this? But the problem is, is coming into the Christmas holidays, we are inevitably 
we are in an environment somewhere where we are faced with people we are not comfortable with and we are faced with people who aren't necessarily a big fan. Why should that bother you? And this lady said to me, you're missing the point, Rick. Like, uh, I really want to talk to the, and she's naming this one person. And I'm like, okay, but why? Why is it so important to you that that person talk to you? And what it came down to at the end of this conversation was that what this person wanted and what they truly wanted was to have this concept, have this, this bit of reality out there where they could go, hey, everybody likes me in the room. When that concept came out, I said to her, that is absolutely taxing as all get out. I never shared this with her, but I'm sharing it with you. I went to see Robin Williams live in Vegas many years ago. And there was people who got up in the middle of that show and left. I heard people around me when he cracked some of his jokes and, and they, were, they were completely shocked that he would swear or he would use vulgarity or he would make a sexual reference. And I'm like, oh my dear God. You, you guys think that this is so far out there? There's, there's people you should go see who really, truly are rude and really, truly are uh, obscene. But again, people walked out on Robin Williams. And it's not because he wasn't funny. It's because he wasn't funny to them. And they have a right to say, hey, I don't appreciate the humor that's coming out. And he has a right to do his humor. They have a right to walk out. Everybody has a right to feel what it is that they're going to feel. But one of the hardest things, and I mean this sincerely, one of the hardest things that we ever do is take that time to just truly and simply apologize without ever apologizing for being who we are. Because there are people who aren't going to be a fan of yours. Whether they know you or not, it's irrelevant. That brother-in-law who said to me, well, I don't like you that much. Within five minutes, he'd gathered up his wife and they left suddenly. And people were like, oh, I wonder what happened there. Well, he was embarrassed. That's what happened. And the irony is, I have no idea why he was embarrassed because I always knew he didn't particularly like me and he wasn't a big fan. And that's okay. But it's this irony that people think that because they walk into a room and they're amount family or they're among colleagues of work that everybody is going to be a fan and everybody is going to like your humor. They're not. So all these people who are who are walking into Christmas this weekend, all these people who are walking into family gatherings, walking into strangers places, walking into whatever it is that they're walking into, do yourselves a favor and, and apologize within yourself that a lot of these people simply have these ideas because it makes them comfortable. It makes them comfortable to not like you 
because you may be so complex as this beautiful black sheep. You may be so out there. You may be such a work in progress that they look at you and they go, oh my, too much energy. I don't like you. Just don't take it personal, folks. Honestly, please don't. What needs to happen is for you to, again, and the song we're gonna we're gonna close out with is Joe, Joe Crocker seems to be the hardest. Uh, sorry, seems to be the hardest word. That idea, sorry, seems to be the hardest word. He's talking about it about you know towards intimate relationships. If you watch the videos, if you you know most of the stuff along this line, but I want you to think about this as towards all. And so. I, again, I'm enough of a black sheep. I'm enough out there. I'm enough outside of the average person's pace of walking, usually slower, because quite frankly, I'm lazy as hell. But the fact is, I'm outside of that pace, and they want to look at me, and they want to go, mm, nah. I'm a little bit too much to love. That's okay. I'm a little bit too much to understand. Man, that's okay too. And you know what? What are we going to do? We're going to roll into sorry seems to be the hardest word. And sorry needs to be something you are feeling towards them. Sorry. We endlessly try. Oh, God, I wish I knew. Fall over and die? Again, heartbreaking. so true it's so true sorry the hardest word but what's harder is to understand you will never change these people nor will you change yourself so accept yourself be proud stand up truly as a black sheep stand up and be proud be proud to stand out be proud to go to your own drum do not think that you need to fit in because the most important person you have to fit in with is you. And you wake up beside you every single day. And please make sure, please, for God's sake, please wake up proud to be you. Wake up proud to be who you are. Don't worry about everybody loving you. Because you know what? Some people aren't going to. There's people who are going to say, I don't even know why I don't like you. There's just something about you. Oh my God. There's just something. 
It is sad. You know why we can't talk it over, folks? Because most people don't have the emotional intelligence. Most people don't have the desire. And most people don't want to put themselves out far enough to look you square in the eye and go, talk to me, teach me. They want to stand back and they want to judge. They want to come to rash, quick decisions so that they can just get onto their cocktails, so that they can just get onto whatever it is that they're doing. So while you sit there, in the back of your head, don't sit there. You know, as Joe Crocker was just saying, what do I have to do? Mm. You don't have to do anything, folks. Because on this Christmas 2023, remind yourself, you are a black sheep. You are loved for being you. We are proud of who you are. And please have yourselves an absolutely incredible weekend leading into Christmas. And I look forward to bringing some good news Friday to y'all tomorrow. Be good. Hey, it's just Rick and Rebecca and Sherry and everyone else here at Black Sheep Rebranded. And again, we thank you very much for uh, tuning in and listening to us. And again, thank you. Uh, you know, 27 countries and counting. Uh, I have no idea how many active listeners and, and, and I don't know. There's all kinds of numbers and I can't keep track of them all. What I can tell you is we are very proud of what we're doing here. However, this is not a substitute for mental health. What this is, is an educational information program. And we hope that this program sets you in a direction for you to have a slightly better life than what you did before you listened to the podcast. And so for Rebecca, for Sherry, for myself, for everybody here at Black Sheep, thank you very much for tuning in. Remember, this stuff is proprietary, so please do us a favor and, uh, yeah, yeah, don't copy it. Don't uh, distribute it as yours. Be good, folks.